watch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. He's going to be talking about the Milk Tea Alliance and how Twitter now has a new emoji for that hashtag. Also, stay tuned for Status Update with Shirley, John, and Stash. But first, here in Taiwan... Hello, today is Monday, April 19th, if you're watching us live on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to us by radio, it is uh, Tuesday, April 20th. In today's show, we're going to be talking about the two earthquakes that we felt on Sunday evening. Did you all feel them? I didn't. You didn't? I didn't as well. I did. Yeah. Wait, wait, two people so didn't even feel them? 50% feel rate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the stats are on this one. Yeah. <laughs> How many people got a notification on their cell phones? I, I got one. I didn't get one. I didn't get one. So we have a 25% notification <laughs> wow. rate on cell phones. Oh my God. So we're going to be getting into those two stories a little bit later on. Is that two stories or is it one? One. Kind of one, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're also going to tell you about a typhoon which may or may not bring us rain uh please bring rain who who wrote that was that you you did (laughs) in the group chat please bring rain please bring rain uh and uh, i think we're gonna also be talking about how (laughs) stash says i can finally say taiwan is at the center of a global tug of war without meaning it metaphorically (laughs) nice (laughs) well played all that and more in today's here in taiwan don't go away Okay, two earthquakes back to back. One was a 5.8, one was a 6.2. Both occurred in the eastern county of Hualien. Uh, and as we've established already, uh, only half of us felt it. Uh, it scared the living daylights out of me. I don't know about, how about you, Leslie? Uh, yeah, I got the notification on the cell phone before. So I had a little bit of um, a little preparation. A little prep, but it, but the, the notification scared me, though. They do because they, if you have your your sound on, it kind of like it's quite loud, yeah. yeah it's just a monotone beep. Yeah. yeah. I get the, uh, when, it, when I have it in my pocket, when it's, uh, you know, give me a notification, it's just one long vibration. Just mm. kind of like, oh. Uh. Yeah, super scary. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't know until the earth started moving. Yeah. I didn't know until I went on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and Facebook, yeah. that's where you, that's you, where you find out. out. Yeah. Were you at Homestash? No, I was in a car. That's why. Yeah, okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Stash and I live like five minutes apart. Yeah, I mean, it'd be quite weird if, like, if I know. felt it and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, wow, Pretty your neighborhood. building. <laughs> really well, nice well it also depends on what floor you're on so true. What, what floor do you live I would on li- I'm, I live on the fourth floor okay I'm yeah. on the third floor so quite similar yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Leslie? I'm on the second second oh, okay. Okay. not so much yeah. how about second. you Allison okay second floor and yeah. you were at home when it happened yeah but I okay. didn't feel it it's funny because she lives out in eastern Taiwan yeah which is where it was <gasps> wait 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 you still live in eastern Taiwan yeah so you commute to RTI yeah oh wow oh. 
That's she far. She lives out in Elon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I knew that you were from Elon originally, which is just north of Hualien, uh, yeah. and also not too far from where the earthquake. What? How did? How did you not feel this? I don't know, cause like my whole family, none of them fell into. Nobody fell it. Yeah. Oh wow! You may, maybe you have a nice. Um, Bouncy house. Yeah. I don't know. A bounce house. She lives in a bounce house. <laughs> Allison lives in a bouncy castle. Always, always walking around with bent knees. You know, they're all very stable at all periods. Of yeah, time. those shock absorbers. Yeah, yeah, in your niece. Uh, so you said that now people are complaining because they didn't get the the warning. Yeah, because like many people complaining because like a lot of people didn't get the um, emergency alert last night. And that this is not the first time that happened. And like, according to news that the head of weather bureau said that um, they didn't set the criteria dependent on individuals, but depend on the areas and region. Ah, okay. So some people in some areas got it and some people in other areas did not. Yeah. But um, like Taipei, who live in Taipei, it's more easily to get one because like the standard, it's lower for Taipei city. Oh, yeah. why is that? Is that set by the mayor? Does the mayor is like, he's like, any little vibration we want to know about. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it because it's the capital of Taiwan and then the population, it's more than other city and also the density and like um, houses in Taipei are usually like over 30 years or something. Oh. It's more dangerous. Oh, now I feel less good yeah. <laughs> about things. I think my building's probably over 30 years old as well. So. Did you get one for the second earthquake? I didn't get one for either one. Oh, wait, so who's the only guy? I, I didn't get any. Yeah, well, okay, I so didn't either. Okay, so it was a 50% fuel rate. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's only 25%. I got it for the first one. I didn't get it for the second one. Okay, let's do this. No. Who's uh, Zhonghua Telecom? Uh, this is radio and we're raising hands. Are we not? <laughs> right, so Stash and me. Uh, yeah, I am. Are t- so neither one of us got it and we're no. both from the same service. Do you think it's linked to the, the I think it is. Provider. How about you, Leslie? I am, uh, I'm Taiwan Mobile. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Allison? Yuan Chuan. Okay, oh, okay, so there you go. Maybe Zhonghua Telecom didn't send it out. Maybe. <laughs> That's quite concerning. They're, quite, they're like one of the biggest providers, right? <laughs> the biggest provider. Um, although... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually have a big question mark about how uh, important these cell phone warnings are anyway, because I usually get it after yeah, the Yeah, I normally get them afterwards. It's uh, it's funny because it's always a malfunction. It's not like, you know, you can test it anytime there isn't an earthquake. Otherwise, people freak out. But last time, there were like seven like small earthquakes, but it felt like one. And then 14 notifications got sent out. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah, that freaked me out. That, that, was, was, that was definitely like a big, big moment. Yeah. Mm. Lots of vibrations, lots of sounds. Yeah. But I, what can you really do? Let's say I've, I've gotten a couple of them before the earthquake has happened. Yeah. What, I mean, do you run and I'm duck? I'm not going to lie. You... I, I have very bad earthquake instincts. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you learn about all the things you're meant to do. And all I do is like, oh, shaking, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> Wonder when it's gonna stop shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just sit there. So, uh, yeah, I don't. It doesn't really serve much purpose for me, I guess. Yeah, or it just confirms your suspicions. Is it like, like did, oh, is, was, what was that an earthquake? Yeah, exactly. Was that, was that the pina colada I just <laughs> had? <laughs> or did someone just kick the table? Or like <laughs> big truck going yeah. by outside? I know. I remember like, like when I first experienced an earthquake here because I hadn't experienced one before I came to Taiwan and it's like I still wasn't really used to it so I'd just be like sitting at uh, like on my laptop at my desk and then my chair's like shaking I'm like 
who's pushing my chair? <laughs> and then it takes me a second to be like, oh, I'm alone in my bedroom. Like, no one's pushing my chair. Now, it's better that was an earthquake, right, than the alternative, <laughs> which is some out. kind of poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, not good. Um, do we have any more comments? People writing in. Yeah, yeah. we got a bunch, actually. Jason Stevens is saying uh, he got one uh, last time he was in Taiwan. Uh, but the notification, this is was all in Mandarin, so he had no idea what it was warning them about. Yeah, and it's funny. If The one thing it says in English is presidential warning, yeah. right? And it's like, what is presidential about? What, what's happening? What's presidential about? The president <laughs> herself pushed the button. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, time to push the button. Yeah, how much notice does she get then, you know? Uh, do you guys know why it's called presidential notification? No. Is, uh, do you know the answer to this? You, I, I don't. I'm no. just tossing that out there. I just know it's called guojiaji. Right, oh, so that which means okay. uh, national level, national. it's like a national broadcast. So maybe it's a mistranslation. Then. Could be, yeah. I don't know. Maybe presidential. Maybe the president. It's the presidential office who authorizes it. Where's the? Oh, yeah. yeah, I maybe. mean that, that so authority. That's the only authority that would supersede like all the municipalities, right? Yeah. So maybe it's an executive order that made this yeah, possible. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Who knows? How about you, in your country? Do you uh, get this sort of notification for earthquakes or for other uh, occurrences? I know that in uh, America, we also have Amber Alerts. So, if uh, a minor has been kidnapped... How frequent is that? I only got one once. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a constant update sort of right, thing. I right, think right. they just let you know about kind of maybe what the circum- general circumstances are mm, and what to look yeah. out for. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, in the UK? Do you have them? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we have i mean we don't really get natural disasters <laughs> we don't get earthquakes it's like a sunny day wood. alert it's just kind of like kind of cloudy overcast i mean like what would it be what would it say like if anything we get like a notification when it's going to be sunny yeah it would be a sunny day alert. yeah sunny, basically sunny yeah. go yeah enjoy it's it. be sunny there's a 20 minute uh, window of opportunity <laughs> genuinely people like subscribe to this kind of stuff yeah we don't have we don't even get like kind of warnings I feel like I had a warning for something, but I, I can't remember what it is now. But mm. it, it, very, very rare. Mm. Like maybe once the whole time I've been in the UK. How about uh, in Amsterdam, Allison? Do you get uh, cell phone warnings for things? I haven't received one before. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that means you don't have earthquakes. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheese stocks dangerously low. Cheese no earthquake. <laughs> is it tulips also down there? Yeah, tulips. Uh, tulips. Yeah, 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 yeah. A windmill crisis. Windmill crisis. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've just That's rolled just... out all of our Dutch stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Sorry. We're, we apologize on behalf of ourselves and everybody else <laughs> who heard that. Jason uh, Stevens says so they get uh, uh, things for fires, floods, giant crocodiles. Really. I don't what? Giant crocodiles. Wow. Okay, I mean, now please elaborate, Jason. Yeah. yeah, Jason, do let us know. That's like a dinosaur alert. And uh, Jen Delari says, uh, you get alerts for bad thunderstorms in Texas, uh, but in Washington, uh, very rarely gets uh, amber alerts. Mm-hmm. So, um, Michael G. Kelly says, my wife's family is from Dongao and Ilan. It's beautiful there. And he's tuning in from Ireland. Oh, wow. Mm, Do you wow. get uh, any sort of alert uh, on your cell phone when uh, things are happening in your neck of the woods? Uh, we'd be curious to know. Yeah. All right, from earthquakes, we're going to bounce on over to a typhoon uh, because apparently this is uh, our meteorological edition. Of, well, no, geological slash meteorological yeah. edition. Of a lot here of natural in happenings today. Natural happening edition <laughs> of uh, here in Taiwan. So we're talking here about Typhoon Surigae. Yes. 
Might bring rain. Please bring rain, says Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Cry for help. So um, this is coming hot off the heels of last year when there was no typhoons that made landfall in Taiwan. None. Not a single one. Just yeah. to give you a reference, usually we get like maybe two or three mm. in a season. Mm-hmm. Well, we get more than two or three. But like the, when they make landfall, we get about landfall, two or three that make yeah. landfall, right? None last week, uh, last year. And you might think that's a good thing, but um, it's actually leading to the worst drought that Taiwan has seen in 56 years. And right now there was a tropical storm it's actually a typhoon now, I'm sorry, uh, that is uh, southeast of Taiwan's southernmost tip. And it's off the coast of the Philippines right now. And it's expected to increase in strength. So a lot of rain, a lot of precipitation. However, it's expected to veer back toward the Pacific Ocean no! before it, yeah, it, it comes <laughs> straight on for Taiwan. However, um, the Central Weather Bureau does say that it may bring rain. He doesn't sound too convinced himself. Um, I think he's trying to will it at this point. Yeah. But he's saying chances of temporary showers would be higher in Ilan, Hualien, and Taitung counties, and they don't really need it. Mm, no. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's he always said, raining in Ilan. Yeah. yeah. Every day in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Mountainous areas of central and southern Taiwan may see a little bit of rain. Um, and it's getting really, really bad because, uh, did you guys, if you guys watch the news, uh, as I was watching earthquake coverage yesterday, on the bottom right of the news channel I watched, they have a ticker of how much water is left in each oh. reservoir of Taiwan. And uh, yeah, that's. I think that it's just people are getting nervous about this situation. I mean, every time, we, you know, we get these stories a lot. And every time I look, the numbers just get lower and lower. They're like, oh, it's 15% left in this reservoir. Yeah, and there's a website where you can look at all the reservoirs in Taiwan and they have a little graphic that shows you what percentage full it is. Really? And all of them are red except for three. So I think there's probably like 20 20-something reservoirs in Taiwan. Right, yeah. yeah. There are, there's three that are blue. The rest are red. Um, we have a little more information, which is another chief, another weather official said, um, he said, Sergei was at the peak of its strength with lightning frequently occurring at its eye and convection at its circumference, circumfluence. And he said that if this does make landfall, though, it might cause a major disaster. So he's saying it might be better that it kind of veered away. How about a nice uh, close sweep, but not a landfall? Mm-hmm. If we can put in an order for a typhoon yeah um Which so clearly cannot <laughs> yeah that's their uh, that's their analysis of a uh, typhoon surrogate yeah you know in in past years whenever we see a typhoon is kind of veering towards taiwan we brace we worry about people that live in mountainous communities where you know uh these landslides can just bring such devastation i and, and it has uh i think in 2009 morikot uh some 600 people died uh, of course, just huge swaths of land were just washed yeah. into the ocean. Um, destruction that people were, you know, trying to recover from for 10 years, you know, before mm. they really kind of got people resettled and in, into more permanent homes. So it's a really weird thing that now we are saying we hope this typhoon comes. Of course, we don't hope for the destruction um, that we've seen with past typhoons. But if we could get some rain, we really, really need the rain. And yeah. actually, typhoons are huge source of rain like with one typhoon you can actually you know provide an incredible amount of water for the communities around taiwan that need it yeah uh, i read something very interesting um from nate maynard who is a um he is a uh nature lover and a proponent of green energy um and he's talking about the reason why taiwan has um, problems with water is because actually water is very cheap in Taiwan. Mm. So people feel very comfortable using a lot of water. Don't worry about the costs. And as a result, uh, we're maybe not uh, conserving water as much mm. as we should be. Interesting. 
It's yeah. a it's a government mandated price, isn't it? That's right. And so Taiwan actually subsidizes the price of water, the price of electricity, the price of gas. And so, it, on the one hand, it's great for people in Taiwan because we don't have to spend a lot of money on those things. But actually, as a result, we don't actually worry about using a lot of those uh, resources. So it's, and I think it's very difficult for a government in Taiwan to raise prices on something like that mm. because they can afford to subsidize it, and because people clearly want the subsidies and probably need them. Yeah. Um, well, it's also like industry as well, I guess. I guess it's partly, and then this is part of the kind of debate is about different use of. Because, you know, industry in Taiwan uses a lot of water as well. But sometimes you see some slightly preferential treatment for those businesses. But then you kind of feel like, you know, it's important to keep the kind of economy running as well. So you're kind of balancing these two mm. these two needs, I guess. Mm. We have some uh, comments here. We have uh, from Joshua Buendia. He, sa Buendia. he says, Mabuhay kayo ang Pilipinas, uh, which uh, I believe is long live the Philippines. So, uh, thank you for joining us for uh, our show today. Also, Jen Delari says, here's a question based on Allison's commuting and stash being in Hualien. What's the average travel time using whatever transportation you'd use between the big cities from Taipei? I know what the island looks like and where the cities are, but not the times between them. Mm. How much is your? How long is your commute to RTI from Ilan? One and a half hours, oh. almost two hours. But it's like public transport. But if you driving car, it's around an hour. An hour, yeah. okay. Mm. If I you know drive cars. there's a bus near my uh, apartment in uh, New Taipei, and it takes about maybe an hour to go from there to Luodong. Wh yeah. Where in Ilan are you? Um, Yuanshan. Yuanshan, I don't oh, know where that yeah. is. Yeah. So you go from Yuanshan to Yuanshan, because <laughs> yeah. RTI is also located at Yuanshan. Yeah. It's a different, it's different Yuan, no, yeah. Oh, different Yuan, no, yeah. okay. Yeah, different Yuan. Okay. Uh, and Hualien, how long was your trip? Uh, well, actually, we were, I mean, we were coming from the mountains, so it took forever. I mean, we were literally driving from 4 p.m. till... Uh, about 11 mm. so that was uh, 7 hours I guess um, but I mean that's that's coming right from the mountains from the winding Taroko, road Taroko though yeah, Taroko exactly. takes Taroko's, forever yeah, man yeah I mean but, the, but Hualien I guess because the east coast doesn't have the fast trains that the west coast does so but going by train to, to Hualien the fastest would probably be on a train right you think um, i believe so probably about two hours i mean a bit under two hours maybe yeah roughly on yeah. the fast train yeah and then down to to taidong from there maybe about three or three maybe uh three or four um but then yeah then the west coast is a lot faster you can get all the way down to kaohsiung um at the bottom no. uh like was it one and a half hours something like that Oh, I Kaohsiung think. to the bottom, one and a half hours. So it's like Kaohsiung to to Taipei. I mean, like from from top to bottom. Oh, it's like that's like a four hour, like four hours is pretty fast. Four or five hours. No, on a, on a, on an eight. Uh, on oh, an HSR. HSR is an hour and a half. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I drive, so it's like oh, you're right. making it for an hour and a half. Oh, I'm, I'm just like, going, how yeah, fast yeah. are you going, Stash? <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa! I cycle that fast, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Under thighs over yeah. here. Man. <laughs> so we have also here writing to us from India. We have uh, Shivendu Paul who says greetings from West. Bengal, India. Greetings to you as well. Uh, where else are you uh, tuning in from? Uh, drop us a little uh, note in the comments uh, below. We would love to uh, to hear from you and put a little another uh, star on our mental map. How's that? Uh, all right, let's move on to our next and final story. <laughs> 
tug of war. When was the last time you guys were in a tug of war competition? Uh, I think it was when I was in uh, secondary school. I think I was like uh, 16, 16 years old. Yeah. It's so tiring. I don't yes. know. It's like ridiculously, you're straining like every muscle in your body. It's all it's the mad. muscles, yeah. except for the brain muscle. Except the brain, yeah. You just have to tug. Just tugging. Funny, the name is tug of war. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, so Taiwan, yeah, is, is, uh, is uh, going to host a competition. I actually have se- I've seen a video, for some reason, like, it's one of those videos that comes up on my YouTube suggested thing of a tug of war between Ireland and, and, uh, and Taiwan. Why is and that? And I watched that. I don't know. I don't you, know what I did to deserve it's that. It's all those searches <laughs> for tugs of war. Apparently, yeah. So I watched that and it was, Taiwan looks like they're pretty oh. good. Uh, they Strong do it, legs. They do it by know? weight category, which, you know, I mean, that's a lot of the thing when you're doing it in school and stuff, you just get the big people, right? And then you're like, <laughs> they'll they'll do the big putting. But if you're, if you're done by weight, it has to be pure strength. I do guess. they pile the whole team on a scale? <laughs> they, I think they do. They have like, 700, like 780 kilo teams or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they weigh them one by one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, one probably. Yeah, yeah, Everybody probably. get on the scale. <laughs> but there's also stuff that they, they kind of like, like sink it. There's all this like sinking. It's, there's loads of technique involved. Anyway. Um, I, I have to ask, Allison, have you done tug of war before no no leslie i have okay i i can't remember if it's pleasant or not oh it's not pleasant i don't think it's pleasant that's no. not the word i'd use i i remember that the, the one thing i remember is i was always in, in the very like front of the line oh. because i think you put the light people in the front of the yeah. line and then the strong heavy people in the back of yeah, the line you're kind of your anchor or whatever that's the yeah, yeah. so i would just get like kind of like spun around all over yeah. the place like, <laughs> And like your hands as well. Just get back and forth like a saw. Yeah. Oh, and one thing, a little safety tip. Never wrap any body parts around the rope. Mm. Like don't wrap it around your arm. Oh, really? Super, super dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it's, yeah. I think, yeah, I wonder... Yeah, because we did that with like uh, the person at the end, but maybe that's. Maybe that's oh wrong. well, I think you wrap it around your body. Yeah, no? yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I yeah. think that's okay. Okay, and uh, yeah, okay. And well, anyway, yeah, anyway. Taiwan is gonna is gonna have a big tug of war game <laughs> or multiple games because they're hosting, hosting the they've won the right uh, to host the 2026 World Indoor Tug of War Championships. Wow, it's the first time that's happened. You know, actually, Taiwan does very well in tug of war, which is not something I would necessarily imagine would be the case yeah um but yeah a, a lot of high schools win international competitions like taiwanese high schools go overseas and both men and women's tug of war they do quite well wow that's yeah. interesting i don't know if it's I don't know what it is if it's the training that they go through like i think that it's because they take it very seriously yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean like i say you know having watched uh this youtube clip uh, I feel like I'm an expert now. Uh, I feel like I'm qualified <laughs> to talk um, at great length on this topic. And I think that, yeah, it's, it seems like there's a lot of kind of synchronized kind of motion going on where you're kind of trying to destabilize the other people. They're trying to destabilize you and then and then you can get the advantage. Maybe it's the teamwork that really kind of helps it. You have to really be in sync with one another. Yeah. And if you see them, like they're leaning back so far, it looks like like they're doing a, like a limbo competition. Everybody's like almost <laughs> yeah. like parallel to almost, the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to have very grippy shoes. Grippy shoes. That's one thing. As soon as someone slips, you know, that's it's it. It's all over. That's yeah. it. Because you've it's lost one of your people and then, then that's it. Yeah, you're gone. So when is this uh, slated? 
nominated for? This is 2026. Uh, and yeah, they're wow. tw- 20 out of the 22 members of the uh, Tug of War International Federation voted for Taiwan uh, to get this right. Wow. Wait, who are the other ones? I, it doesn't say. <laughs> and I don't know who the p- people who voted against were. So Ooh. I, I can't, can't name and shame those. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll work I'll on that. Yeah. We, we'll find out. We'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Atlas and Chen. And I'm Stash Butler. Stay tuned for more coming your way on RTI. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you for joining me. Every week in this show, we take a look at some of the hottest online trends going on in Taiwan, whether it's social media stories, the news hashtag, or maybe just news that's trending online. This week, though, we're going to take a look at a revival of a story that I did around this time last year, actually. It's called the Milk Tea Alliance, and it's a collective of online netizens that came together to oppose Chinese oppression. It's seen a revival recently because of the coup in Myanmar, and actually recently on Twitter, they released an official emoji for the Milk Tea Alliance. That's what I'm diving into this week, so be sure to stick around and listen up. And if you're a Twitter user, make sure you go and check out that story and use the emoji. Without further ado, here's the return of the Milk Tea Alliance. Milk tea! It's delicious, everybody loves it, it comes in many flavors. What's not to love about milk tea? Democracy! It's fair, everybody loves it, it comes in many flavors. What's not to love about democracy? I asked Andrew Ryan if I could say that last bit and he said, why not? We live in some strange times. At no point in human history have we ever had the answer to the question, excuse me, can you point me to the intersection of milk tea and democracy? In 2021 though, we have an answer. It's called the Milk Tea Alliance, baby. What's the Milk Tea Alliance, you ask? Check out last year's hashtag coverage on it. It's one of our most popular segments on YouTube, and the comments keep asking me if countries like India, Malaysia, and the Philippines can join, as if I had a say in the matter. The more the merrier is what I say. Imagery and symbolism of the Milk Tea Alliance was largely community-based, but that all changed last week. On April 8th, the Twitter Public Policy Twitter account tweeted, You try and say that one five times fast. It tweeted, 
Today, we are launching an emoji for the Milk Tea Alliance. An online solidarity alliance first started in April 2020 as a Twitter meme, which has grown into a global pro-democracy movement led by activists and concerned citizens in Hong Kong, Thailand, Taiwan, Myanmar, and around the world. Can I just say, the inclusion of the Taiwan flag here brings a tear to my eye. We barely ever see the flag anywhere else, not even at the Olympics. The tweet says, to celebrate the first anniversary of the Milk Tea Alliance, we designed an emoji featuring three different types of milk tea colors from regions where the alliance first formed online. It automatically appears when you tweet any of the hashtags below. And as you can see from the GIF, the emoji will appear anytime you write hashtag Milk Tea Alliance in a variety of languages. Another tweet says, We have seen more than 11 million tweets featuring the Milk Tea Alliance hashtag over the past year. Conversations peaked when it first appeared in 2020, and again in February 2021 when the coup took place in Myanmar. Below, that's a heat map of the world showing the frequency of hashtag Milk Tea Alliance mentions. If you ask me, it kinda just looks like boba appearing and disappearing all over the world map. Tweet away, y'all. I myself am having a grand old time with the emoji. Who knew the Milk Tea Alliance would grow to be this popular? Actually, you know what? Judging by how much people love milk tea around the world in general, I'd say it was a no-brainer. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you're on Twitter, don't forget to use Hashtag Milk Tea Alliance. And if you're in Southeast Asia, try it in your own language and see if the emoji pops up. Anyway, I for one, like I said, have been having a great time using the emoji, and if you'd like to find me on Twitter and you're on Twitter, make sure to follow me at Angry Taiwan Man, no spaces, Angry Taiwan Man. You know, I'm not that angry, I'm kind of happy. Anyway, you guys, on there, you're going to see, well, most of what you can see on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, which are news features and episodes of Taiwan Insider, which is the weekly news magazine that Hashtag Taiwan is a part of. If you'd like to see more, and if you'd like Hashtag, or if you like hashtag i should say you should always check out our youtube channel or our facebook page our youtube channel is rti english and our facebook page is taiwan insider anyway guys until next week stay safe stay happy and stay healthy i'll talk to you again soon see you around Status update. Hello there. You just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trias. And I'm Slash Butler. Yes, the threesome, and we're here to read your letters. So thank you so much for joining us. This is a program where you write us letters to let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. But uh, before we do that, though, we're going to chat a little bit among the three of us and uh, give you an update. Yes. So it looks like, Stash, you've been in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in my neighborhood? Your <laughs> neck of the woods. Yeah. So is this just the season for fireflies? fireflies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, it's already passed, probably. I mean, it, it started... It was a couple of we weekends ago that you went? Yeah, I think it started a couple of weeks ago. Um I don't know how long they're around here for, um, but uh, but yeah, no. So I had a really I had a great time actually. I, I went with a friend of mine, um, and he took 
uh, a bunch of us actually up. Well, first we went to Bitan uh, down in, Xi- in Qindian and saw the uh, kind of the water mm. show. I mean, I've never really... Oh, they have a know. water show again? Yeah, yeah, they have it every half an hour, apparently. It's illuminated, right? I listened to a song. It was called... Oh. Uh, uh, it was like all about... New, it was like, New Taipei City. We have a theme song? <laughs> it, was, it was all a song about New, well, new Taipei City. Not I lived there. Yeah. I didn't know we had a song. Oh, yeah, you do. To apparently. go with the water show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... Um, it, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really a, a huge fan of water, water shows. I never really find them that, that impressive. They never seem to be dancing... I mean, I guess maybe if you're on the scale of somewhere like Dubai, where they kind of like make it their thing or oh. whatever, then maybe it's um, it's fun. But or Hong Kong, where they do it at the harbor front, and all the buildings light up, and it's really goofy. yeah. Okay, well that's oh, I, make the building lights <laughs> dance. That, I, that, I, I mean, that's build that's building dancing. That's not water dancing. <laughs> I think there was waters involved. Okay. It was very well, cheesy. Water, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, we saw that anyway, just as the sun was coming down. It was lovely. It was a lovely hot summer's day. What mm. is it? Summer? I guess not. Spring day. Um, <laughs> In uh, in in Xindian. still spring, yeah. Okay. And then we walked up this um, this hill, which it turns out I'd actually already been up uh, one time. I was I ran up it for some reason about a year ago. You were in a hurry. Uh, it was part of a a, a run thing okay. I did on one occasion. Oh, okay. I never did again. Um, <laughs> and why? Uh, well, why didn't I do it? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Why wouldn't you do it again? Oh, I don't know. I just other things have got in the way of. Oh, that yeah. is mosquitoes, maybe. No, you it know was that's okay. the reason why I don't go look for fireflies. I don't. I don't like mosquitoes. I didn't. We didn't actually get. I mean, I actually. I. I did slather myself in uh, mosquito repellent before yeah, I, I went would going. Definitely so definitely do that. So and wearing like long trousers and stuff. But yeah, we went on right, top of this smart. hill, and it was great. I mean, it was quite an operation. There were like lots of there were probably hundreds of people visiting. Wait, you oh. signed up for it? No, or you no, just no, went no. on your own? Oh, right. Okay. No, 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 with the, with the, with so the there were all these people. tour groups that actually right. had a guide and um, kind of explaining. Everything I know the it. hill you're talking about. I was there. Years ago now, and there was a, there was actually like guided walking tours, and there were hundreds of people. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So these weren't like, <laughs> as far as I can tell, these are like volunteers. Right, like right. I wasn't, we didn't pay for anything. Yeah, like, they were do just you want to go see fireflies? I'm like, yeah, okay. and then they were like, they we had to like line. I mean, at the top of the hill, they had this bit where you lined up, and then you they kind of there was this path like leading between all these kind of woods and stuff, and that's where the best fireflies mm. were. Isn't, uh-huh. It was really incredible. Um, hundred people. I mean, how can you keep quiet so that you don't bother the fireflies? I think they're not bothered right? so much by noise as much as light. So, mm-hmm. so you know, when lights. When, oh, yeah. So when you see, went, into, I really have never gone on these fireflies <laughs> hunting trips. Okay. Yeah. Well, when All you right. go, yeah, when you when you're entering into that space, they tell you, oh, you know, turn your flash off. Um, you're allowed to take photos, but just no flash. No flash. Because you know, I, if you're a firefly. That could be very confusing. Yes. yes. Mixed signals, you know. Mm. Um, so so we went through there and that was a lot of fun. And there were lots of kids actually like volunteering. Like it was like, you know, this voice would call out from the darkness. And you're like, Xiaoxino. <laughs> oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> be, be careful. careful. And and like, I was like, what is that? Is that a child? And and, it, and they were, and they were, they were children. I mean, I don't know when the signal comes, uh, you know, when everyone's like, they're here yeah but um they it were was, the here it was roughly ago. this time of year yeah it would make sense you almost always uh, you know find a piece of news story about that about oh, really? fireflies yeah Someone almost always it. like there's nothing else to report <laughs> locally about <laughs> time fireflies. except fireflies i guess yeah yeah um so actually there was a lot there of were fireflies. a lot yeah it was kind of like um i mean could this, not miss yeah. them it's right. kind of really i really kind of like hate comparing nature to like technology because it makes me sound like such a sort of like <laughs> i don't know i don't know it just feels wrong somehow you should be the other way around right uh but if it was kind of like when you see like a concert uh from the perspective of the performer and then like everyone's like 
doing like flash photography oh. and taking pictures at like different times. That's kind of what it looked like. It was like all these very small flashing lights and you couldn't really track obviously any individual firefly because it flash and then you're like, you're trying to look where it is and it flashes in a different place. Uh, uh, it's like a, con- a nebula of little blinking lights. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like a cloud. Yeah. Super, you know, super there's cool. a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is so foreign to me because even as a kid, I, I've never even... Because it's, it's a, really a more a kid's thing, right? To go, you know, I, see the fireflies. I don't know. I guess. I, I, it's it's I fun for so, all so. ages. I've never. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway. I mean, they don't have them really in the UK. Uh, I don't know where... I mean, there's some places that don't have them and they're kind of like amazed when they, when they see them. And they, oh, um, they, oh, you don't find them. In until I came no. to Taiwan, I never had to look for them. In the summer, they were just there. Really? And sometimes a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, they're not in the UK at all. And I think I'd seen like one or two, maybe once in Italy. But like, I'm not sure what the kind of climate they. I probably, I think there's actually quite a whole, like, there's like a broad range of insects that actually kind of fall under mm. the firefly label. But, but anyway, yeah. No, so it was a very pleasant Sunday. Um, all right. Okay. Yeah. Sunny, sunny days. All right. Well, I say we we should be updating our status here. So, John, what's your update status? What's, what's my status? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I well, went um, to our visit our neighbors, the Grand Hotel, which is indeed oh. very grand. And, and I've always wanted to eat at one of their uh, very fine restaurants. How many do they have? At least three. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a Hong Kong style one, a Zhejiang province style one, because that's where the founders, the former president was born. Right. So they he, some hometown cuisine. Right. And then we just went to a buffet, which was all you can eat. And mm. I felt very fancy. <laughs> I felt very fancy indeed. And uh, contrary to what I imagined, the hotel was completely full of people. Really? Completely full. Because when I, I mean, I, I look at it, obviously, so, you know, uh, dear listeners, it is literally outside our, our, I mean, when you walk in the car park, it looms over you. Looming is a good word for yeah. it. It's atop mm-hmm. a hill above us. Yes. So yeah. it's very tall. We're really looking up. It right does kind of fill us. your view. And, right. mm-hmm. and I look up there and I don't see, I look at the balconies and I, don't, I rarely see anyone on them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's so much to do inside that you're, Maybe. you're, you're captivated. Yeah. Other, you're otherwise occupied. I'm sure they don't um, want to look at our car park. The, uh, yeah, it's very yeah. scenic. And yeah. on your right, you can see this. <laughs> the RTI car park. Car park. <laughs> no, um, they, they have really done a good job, especially in the past few years since the Chinese tourists had to stop coming because uh, the Chinese government didn't like us anymore. Mm. Um, and really have turned turn it around into a domestic travel experience, mm. especially since COVID. Taiwanese people have such itchy feet, they can't wait to go <laughs> in somewhere. So why not do a sort of staycation? But if you're from this, maybe like a, you're from the central or the southern regions of Taiwan, mm. I mean, it's a nice couple days out. They have guided tours of the area. There's, yeah. a lot, there's actually quite a bit to see. Um, hiking trail wise oh yeah um, there's, there's the the fine arts museum is not far away there's a lovely park with fairs over the weekend yeah medieval um, fairs yeah, renaissance medieval fairs, fairs it's true probably. I've been yeah. there yeah <laughs> um, and a farmer's market and mm-hmm. we're not that far from Shirley Night Market and there's just a lot of historical buildings in the area there's a lot to do yeah outside of the hotel itself but the hotel uh, I feel is so grand as the name implies that I would not want to actually go out at night. Like I, just, yeah, you can browse. They have shopping there. I really like to shopping. go. I really like to stay. Um, and there is there are multiple wings with lots of history to explore, even some secrets. I'm not going to divulge any right mm-hmm. now. I've, I've because that's going to be the subject of an upcoming program. <laughs> okay. But um, stay tuned. Yeah. Well, actually, I think by this point it's out. But oh well. Okay. Um, you'll have to tune in to find out what it is. <laughs> Yeah, there's some there's some very 
fascinating hidden things inside the <laughs> hotel. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of, um, um, I don't know, porcelain and pieces of art and mm. it's on a display true palace. and everything. It's, if you imagine you know? a palace fit for a, uh, an old Chinese emperor, that's what it is. Really? Yeah. Is it like that? In Dragons yeah. everywhere. You know, I, You've I've never been on it inside. Sheer marble. Oh, you need to go. Really? Because yeah. I, I, I see the pictures and, and they're beautiful pictures on their website. It's a really nice mm. website, actually. Um, Intricate wood carving. Yes. Very yeah. delicate. Lots of gold and marble. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I kind of look at them and I'm like, that's that's too good to be true. I feel like it's just going to be disappointing. But Oh, no, but it their, is. Their ceiling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah the latest a dragon in ceiling. Ceiling. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. So it's kind of, it looks a bit like the the kind of the inside of the uh, the um, a temple. The, no, no, no. The, city? What's oh. our big museum up, oh. up north? You're talking about the National Palace Museum. Yes, that's it. Yeah, uh, it looked. I mean, a bit like not that much like that, but right. yeah, a bit kind of yeah. very grand. There's a, a. It is grand. There's a lot of red and gold. Yeah, mm, mm, and mm. I'm I'm a person who's really into details, so I can really spend a whole day just looking at every little detail and design. Yeah. You know, from one corner to the next, and from the ceiling to the to the floor, and there's all kinds of things to look around you're right i think i did um eat at the uh, zhejiang uh, restaurant the food is was it great good? Yeah. oh yeah i've heard fantastic things about it uh we were able to interview the head of the hotel uh and during a recent visit which uh, again more on that in my programs <laughs> yeah. upcoming programs um he said that some of the um techniques the culinary techniques that were brought over from china by refugees fleeing to taiwan from the civil war there are in serious risk of dying out because mm. Uh, it's such a specialist and expensive and sort of exclusive type of cuisine that not many people can afford to eat it. And the labor costs for hiring these very well-trained chefs are so right. high. Wow. Meanwhile, that we've gotten much more Western in our tastes. So oh. uh, he says that a lot of these very fine cooking techniques are really not, their future is not assured. So go eat it now while you can. Yeah, yeah really. Let's go wow. eat it while we can. So All right. But I just went oh. to the buffet and, and ate chocolate and pastry. <laughs> you could also <laughs> do that. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I say we get to the letters now. So um, we appreciate you writing us and let us know what programs you listened to in the past week. But uh, if you're in, you know, feel an itch to write again right now, um, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always leave us a comment on Facebook or our YouTube channel. All right. I've got a handwritten letter from Fumito Hokamura of Japan. And uh, it looks like uh, he listened in on March 24th and the 25th. Um, on the 24th, he heard the news. Uh, he also hear, uh, listened to here in Taiwan and about a water problem. Yes, we are encountering a drought right now. And about, uh, let's see here, oh, some letters Maybe that was status update then. Uh, letters from Indonesia, as well as from India. And under comments, it says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, how have you been? I enjoyed, um, uh, he meant status update from uh, a program. All right. And then uh, he also listened in again on March 25th. Oh, by the way, the simple rating for the 24th was anywhere from, ooh, from ones to twos to threes. So pretty much oh, inaudible. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry about that. Wow. But um, good thing you tried. And then on March 25th, uh, he heard here in Taiwan talking about uh, temple, about dance. Maybe they could have been the Matsu pilgrimage. That was something that featured both temples and dance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. right. Fixed both boxes. Yeah, and then again, uh, heard some music and... Uh, songs and uh, under comments it was said it was a good program. Uh, 
uh, hearing some Taiwanese music. And the songs are wonderful and reminisce about the good old days of one's youth. I remember Taiwan fondly. Well, thank you so much. That was again Fumito Hokamura. Oh, on this day, the the I think the super range was better. It was okay. from twos to threes to fives. That's a so. wide range. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. We've got a letter here from a listener I'm not sure we've heard from before. So we'd like to thank you and encourage you to write again. This is Nico Genovese, who's writing to us from Italy. Uh, it, is, it says here, Dear friends of Radio Taiwan International, my name is Nico Genovese and I am an Italian radio amateur. I'm attaching to this email a reception report made on April 11th, 2021 at 1600 UTC on the frequency of 9405 kHz. I listened to the beginning of your program in English with your identifying message and the Curious John broadcast, which spoke of a particular occasion, the Tomb Sweeping Festival, which at the beginning of spring sees the inhabitants of Taiwan go to cemeteries to commemorate the dead. Excellent listening quality with a Simpo of 55444. I'm glad to hear that. The program mentions the Mexican holiday of Dia de los Muertos, but even here in Italy in November, we celebrate the so-called Cult of the Dead, which is very much felt, especially in my part, in Messina in southern Italy. The legend speaks of the dead who go to visit their families during the night, leaving small toys and sweets under the bed. Uh, it's like the tooth fairy, but a bit yeah. more... A bit more <laughs> attached, I am sending you my QSL and a short recording of the listening I made, and I hope to receive your confirmation by QSL or electronic QSL or to my postal address, which is included here. Thanks, and dear greetings from Italy. That comes to us once again from Nico Genovese. Thank you so much for writing in. I have a letter here from Roger Tidy from the UK. Hello again, Roger. He says, hello again. First, I'd like to say that I'm sorry I was only able to send two reports last month. I was ill at the end of March. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Roger. And he says, by the time he was feeling better, it was too late to send a third report. I will try to send at least one extra report this month, starting with this one, which is for your broadcast of the 14th of April. And the programs he listened to were Here in Taiwan and Classic Shorts. Uh, he said today's edition of Here in Taiwan was a live recorded edition with a spur-of-the-moment input from some of your listeners around the world, including, including one of your monitors or ex-monitors in the western of USA. Here in Taiwan always has at least one fascinating item, but the live broadcasts, even if heard later as recording, are the best because they sound more spontaneous. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the most interesting item in today's edition of the program was the item mentioning Taiwan's desire to become bilingual by 2030. Yeah, going to be bilingual in um, English and, and Mandarin, hopefully. We'll Fingers see crossed. how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> which is an admirable ambition, uh, but according to some comments made in the discussion, may be difficult to fulfill. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. In this connection, it was revealed that Taiwan is going to make it easier for foreigners to come to Taiwan for work, especially if they are na native teachers of English. Other items heard included a speculative piece about the possibility of Elon Musk visiting Taiwan, yeah, mm -hmm. and an item about Taiwan's travel bubble with the, uh, with the uh, nation of Palau, which initially attracted a surge of interest, but has since been less popular. It's so expensive. Yeah, I mean, it I've, is. I've looked into it. It's, it's pricey. Yeah, it's pricey. <laughs> you thought about it, huh? And there was also an item about a new multi-purpose venue in Taoyuan, known as the Far Eastern International Convention Center. And then he has lots of praise for your Just the Classics, cool. uh, featuring the Taiwanese diva Ame. Uh, this edition of the show was hosted by John, who did a good job explaining the importance of the singer to the Taiwanese music scene. He explained that Ame has recorded a wide variety of songs, and this was reflected in the numbers that he played. 
in the numbers being songs, sorry. Uh, I was especially struck by the fact that she has been uh, recognized more than once in the Golden Melody Awards and is popular not only in Taiwan, but in Hong Kong, Singapore and China. And mm. he says our, in- our internet audio was excellent with no buffering. And that's con- coming us- to us again from Roger Tidy in London, the UK. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. And thank you so much for all the letters. Keep them coming, though. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always reach us on Facebook and find us on the comments section on YouTube. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Stash Butler. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.